Shalom to all. Today's office, Yvonne Mustafa Mem Aleph. We are starting the third line with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas. Mars, Miriam, Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov, Misha, her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yachmil, Mordechai, Ben Rabbi Chaim, his Nishama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Hachalitza, Vimtai, someone did Chalitza to his Yvama, Shimon did Chalitza. Venasa, Achavas, Achaisa. And then his brother married her sister. Levi married the Yvama's sister. Umes, and then Levi died. Chalitza, Vlamis, Havemes. Shimon does Chalitza, not Yibam. That's because Levi's wife is Achais Chalitza, so he already did Chalitza to her sister. Also, someone who divorced his wife, and then his brother married her sister, and then his brother died, so this woman is Potter. That's because she's the sister of his divorced wife. And a third case that we've already had a number of times, she's waiting for Yibam. His brother was Mekadesh, her sister. So let's say she fell to Shimon and Levi. So she's waiting for Shimon or Levi to do something. Levi was Mekadesh, her sister. In the name Rabbi Yehuda ben they said, we tell Levi, Wait until your brother Shimon does something with the Yavama. If his brother Shimon either did Chalitza or he married her, so then Levi is allowed to fully marry his wife. Let's say Mesa Yavama, the Yavama died, so then Levi is also allowed to marry his wife. But if the Yavam dies, meaning if Shimon dies, so then Levi has to divorce his wife with a get, and the wife of his brother with Chalitza. That's because we say Yesh Zika and he's not allowed to marry either of them. Now the Gemara asks on the second case of the Mishnah, my why is it that we say Vichain? And also the same thing applies with Hamagarish Ishtai. If someone divorced his wife and then his brother went and married her sister and then his brother died without children, so then she's Potter. That's not Vachain, that's not the same halacha as the first case of the Mishnah. The first case of the Mishnah requires Chalita. The second case of the Mishnah requires nothing. She can go free without anything. So Gemara says, You're right, Amo, let's understand the Mishnah as Aval Hamagarish. However, as opposed to, or rather, someone who's Magarish's wife, then it's going to be a different situation. And Amar Shlokish says, Kanchan Rebbe over here, Rabbi taught, Achaz Grusha Taira, the sister of someone's divorced wife is Asr Midai Raisa, so therefore, if she falls to him, she's Potter, she doesn't need anything, not even Chalitza. Whereas, the sister of his Chalitza is Asr Midai Rabbanon, and therefore she would need Chalitza. And now, talking about the last case of the Mishnah, Shemar Yavim Shikidish Achavas Achaisa, Amr Shmuel, Shmuel says, We see the halachas like Rabbi Hudim and Misera, the Yesh Zika. Now we buy Elohu. Mesa Ishtai, let's say his wife died, Mahabi Yavimta, is he allowed to marry his Yavama? Remember, Levi was Makadish, the sister of the Yavama. Let's say that sister died, is he allowed to marry the Yavama now? Rav Rabchanino, Dabr Chavayu, they say, Mesa Ishtai, Mutter Bivimta, he's allowed to marry his Yavama. Shmuel Ravasi, Dabr Chavayu, they say, Mesa Ishtai, if his wife dies, Asr Bivimta, he's not allowed to marry his Yavama. Now, Marava, he explains, My time to Rav, what's Rav's reasoning that Levi is allowed to marry the Yavama? Mishum Dava, Yavama Shahutra, she's Yavama that was permitted when she fell to Shimon and Levi. Levi could have married her. Manasseh, then she became Asr when Levi was Makadish, her sister. But then she became Mutter again once that woman that Levi was Makadish died. She goes back to the original Heter. But now, Masar Rav Hamnuna, yes, the following question. We've had this case before. Gimel Achin, Bezen Suyim, Bezachais. Three brothers, two married to two sisters. Vachin Mofna, one of them is open, he's free, he's not married. Mes Achin, Bezachais, one of the ones married to one of the sisters died. Let's say Ruvain died. Vasabah Mofna, Mimer, then Levi, he did Mimer to Ruvain's wife. Vachikach Mes Achivasheni, then the second brother died, meaning Shimon died. Vachikach Mes Ishtai Achrov, and then Shimon's wife died after him. I say Yavama, Chilatsa, Flames, Havemes. That Yavama, Ruvain's wife, she needs Chalitza and not Yibam. Ask the Gemara why should that be? To have a Kivama Shahatur, she should be like a Yavama that was Mutter. Ruvain's wife was Mutter to Levi. Manasseh, then she became Usher the moment that Shimon died, because now it's two sisters falling to the same brother. Vachaz of but then she became Mutter again once Shimon's wife died. Tachsel Atayarishin, she should go back to her original Heter. Ishtak, Rav was quiet, he didn't answer of Hamnuna. Labasar Danafak, after Hamnuna left, Amai Rav said to himself, Amai Loi Amri Lei Rebel he why didn't I tell him that this is Rebel Azar Shita? Amai Rebel Azar says, Kim Shaham to all of since she became Usher to him at one point in time, Nasser Alvay Lamas, she's Usher to him forever. Then Hadar Amar Rav retracted his statement and said, Amrad Amar Belazar, Hechadulai Chazib Shasnafila. Perhaps Rebel Azar only says that if she wasn't permitted to Yibam at the time she fell 
to Yibam. But if she was permitted to Yibam at the time she fell to Yibam, who says Rebel Azar would ask her? And over here in this case, she was permitted to Levi when she fell. She became Azar later on, but when she fell to Yibam, she was permitted. But then Hadar Amar Rav went and retracted that and said, In Rebel Azar is Machmir even in that case, even when she was permitted at the time of Nefil Yibam. But Tanya, because we have a Brisa, Rebel Azar, I'm Rebel Azar, says, If his Yibam died, he's permitted to marry his wife. But if his wife died, meaning Levi was Makadish, her sister, if that sister died, so we see the Rebbe Lazar is machmir, even though the Yavama was once upon a time permitted to the Yavam, since there was a stage where she became Usr, she's going to be Usr to him forever. Now the Gemara just suggests, let's say Shmuel and Ravasi say like Rebbe Lazar. So we say, I feel the Himmer and they could even hold like the Rabbanon because Akhan the Kemet for Rabbanon are laid to Rebbe Lazar. We could say the Rabbanon only argued Rebbe Lazar, that's only because from Nefila and on, she wasn't Usr to the brothers, but over here she became Usr to the brothers. I feel the Rabbanon might do the Rabbanon would admit to Rebbe Lazar. Now this next mission discusses in greater detail that which we've already had before a number of times. Ha'ivama should not undergo chalitza or yibam until three months passes after her husband's death. That's because we need to see if she's pregnant or not. If she's pregnant from her previous husband, so then she wouldn't need chalitza or yibam. Also, all other women that are not married anymore for whatever reason, they're not undergo erisin or nisuin until they wait three months to make sure that they're not pregnant. It doesn't make a difference if they're a basula or baula. Echad gerushas vechad almanis. It doesn't make a difference if they're not married because they were divorced or because they're a widow. Echad nesuas vechad arusais, or if they were a nesua or arusa. And we're going to talk about all these different terminologies in the Gemara. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says hanesuas yisarsu. If they were previously married, fully fledged married, that's a nesua. So then now they can undergo erusin. They can't go past erusin because we have to see if they're pregnant. But they are allowed to undergo erusin because they're not allowed to have relations with their husband anyway in the stage of erusin. But arusais yinasu. If they had only undergone erusin with their previous husband, and now they're single for whatever reason, they could get fully married, because they for sure didn't have relations with their previous husband, it was only Erosin. Chutzman HaRusus Yehuda, except for the Rusus of Yehuda, because they had a very strong affinity to her, in Yehuda they allowed the Chassan and Kala that only went through Erosin and not Nisuin to be miyached with each other. So there was a possibility that perhaps that led to Bia, and therefore it could be that an Arusa in Yehuda was pregnant, so this halacha of Rabbi Yehuda is excluding the Arusas of Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, Kala Hashem Arsu, all women are allowed to undergo Erosin, Chutzman Almana, except for a widow, because of mourning. She has a chiv to mourn for a month after her husband's death, and therefore she's not allowed to undergo erosin. But all other women would be allowed to. So I think Mari analyzes the first part of the mission when we were talking about a Yavama. We understand she shouldn't be allowed to undergo Yibam within three months. Perhaps she's going to be pregnant, and that child is going to live. And then him, by being Yavim, this woman is going to end up being over the Isra of Eshesach, which is the Isra Raisa. Why should she not be allowed to undergo Chalitza within three months? Even if she's pregnant, it doesn't make a difference. Who cares? Nothing bad is going to happen. And from the fact that we say that she's not allowed to have chalitza within the first three months, let's say this is a refutation to Rabbi Yechanan. To Amar, he says, Then a chalitza done to a woman who's pregnant is considered valid chalitza. The Gemara asks, Didn't we already refute Rabbi Yechanan once upon a time? So why are we saying, Oh, this is a refutation to him? We already have a refutation to him. The Gemara says, Let's suggest that this is another refutation. And that'd be beneficial to have another tuyafta on Rabbi Yechanan because if for whatever reason we find that the first tuyafta wasn't valid, we have this one. The Gemara says, Loi, it's not a Tifti on Rabbi Yechanan. Hacha, high new time over here. The reason why they were not allowed to go chalitza as Shemi Hei Vlad Ben Kayama. Perhaps a child is going to live. Venim says, Atamatsricha, Kars Lukahuna. Now we're going to have to make an announcement that she's permitted to marry a Kain. Everyone thought she was a chalutza and she's not a marry a Kain. Turns out she's not a chalutza because the child lived and therefore she's allowed to marry a Kain. The Gemara asks Venitzercha, so let's require her to have this announcement. What's the big deal? We'll make an announcement that she's allowed to marry a Kain and she's not a chalutza. The Gemara answers, Dilma Ikada, Avaiba Chalitza, Vloi Hava Bachraza. It's possible there's going to be someone that was there 
by the Chalitza and they're not going to have been there by the announcement of Mesulam and Akuna and they're going to say that she's possible for marrying a Kayin. There's another Girsa that says that they're going to say, oh, a Chalitza is allowed to marry a Kayin and they're not going to realize that she's not really a Chalitza. The Gemara says, okay, Tenechalmana. That makes sense if she's an Almana and Almana is allowed to marry a Kayin. But Grusha Michael Mamar, what about if she was previously divorced and then she married Ruvain and then Ruvain died without children? So anyway, she's not allowed to marry a Kayin because she's a Grusha. So why should she not be allowed to have Chalitza done within the first three months? The Gemara answers, Mishum Damasala Mazainas because you're going to end up making her lose out on Mazainas. Since she can't get married for the first three months, she's supported by her husband's estate during that time. But if she gets Chalitza, she's not entitled to those Mazainas anymore, but she can't get married either, and she's going to be stuck between a rock and a hard place. That's why no Chalitza within the first three months, even if she's a Grusha. The Gemara is asking, that makes sense only if she was fully married to her previous husband, but Arusa Grusha, Michael Mamar, what about if she's an Arusa and a Grusha? She was married to husband number one, and then she got divorced from him. Then she got Arison from husband number two, and then husband number two died. Since she's not going to get Mazainas from husband number two, a state anyway, and she's a Grusha, so she can't marry a Kayin anyway, so she should be allowed to have Chalitza done within the first three months. So the Gemara answers Elam Shem to Rabbi Yaisi, the reason why she doesn't get Chalitza within the first three months is because Rabbi Yaisi, the time you have a Brisa, Rabbi Yaisi, there's a person that came to Rabbi Yaisi, Amrullah, he asked him, Am I allowed to do Chalitza within three months? Amrullah, he said, no doing Chalitza. So the man asked him, Let me do Chalitza, what do you care? What does it make a difference? So Karl of Mikra Zai, Rabbi Yaisi said this following Pasuk to him, If the man does not want to marry her, so he does Chalitza. But if he wants to, he's allowed to do Yibam. What do we learn from here, said Rabbi Yaisi? If this man's able to do Yibam, he's able to do Chalitza. But if he's not able to do Yibam, then he can't do Chalitza. And since you can't do Yibam right now, you can't do Chalitza either. Now, Mas Rabchinna asks on this concept of they have to get Chalitza, not Yibam. Now, my Sveikas, what are these Sveikas, these women in doubt? Yilim, if you want to say Safi Kedushin, it's a Safi whether they even receive Kedushin from the person in the first place. Why are they not allowed to get Yibam? They should be allowed to undergo Yibam, there shouldn't be a problem. Maman of Shach, if she really was married to Ruvain, so now she's a full-fledged Devama, and if she was never married to Ruvain because the condition wasn't valid, so now this is just going to be a new marriage to Shimon, and there's no issue, it's not going to be Yibam, it's just a brand new marriage. So El Lavin must be the what's this case of Safik? Safik Shekidish Achaz Mshayachayas. It's a Safik, and he's Makadish, one of these two sisters, Beni Dehiz Mahan Kidish. He doesn't know which one he's Makadish. The Katani, nonetheless, the Bryce says, Chalet says that she gets Chalitza. We see from here that even though it's not Ayla Yibam, she's still Ayla Chalitza, she's not able to do Yibam because we don't know which one it is. She still has to get chalitza. The Gemara asks, Hachi Hashta, is that really so? Hasam over there in the case where we're not so sure which woman received Kiddushin. If El Yonavi comes and says that this woman is the one that received Kiddushin, for sure she's able to get chalitza or Yibam. So even though we can't do Yibam in this case, it's just a technicality. We don't know which one we're able to do Yibam to, but for sure one of them is able to have Yibam done to her. But Hacha over here, when we're talking about a woman within three months after her husband's death, if El Yonavi comes and says, don't worry, she's not pregnant. Are we going to listen to Eliyahu Navi and do Yibam to her? We're not going to listen to Eliyahu Navi. And how do we know we're not going to listen to Eliyahu Navi? Because HaKatana Delav Basi we know that a Katana who is not able to have children, still she has to also wait three months after her husband dies. And so we see from here the reason why she has to wait three months even for Chalitza is because since she can't do Yibam, she can't do Chalitza. And now continuing to talk about this concept of Yavama being supported by her husband's estate. Tanarabana, we have a Braisa. Yavama, Shlesh Chadashim Rishonim, Nizanis Mishal Baal. The first three months after her husband passes away, she gets supported from the husband's estate. From then on, she doesn't get supported by the husband or from the Yavam. But let's say she brought the Yavam to Dintaira. She says, Look, you either have to marry me or give me Chalitza so I can marry someone else. I need support. But then the guy ran away. So then she gets supported from the Yavam's estate. Now the Bryce says, What about if she falls to Yavam Katan? The only brother is a Katan. He's a little child. She doesn't get from the Yavam because he's a Katan. But what about from the husband? Is she still allowed to get from her husband's estate? 
Dina argue about this. Chanam or Isla, Chanam or Lesa. One of them says she continues getting support from her husband's estate. One person says she does not. The Hilchas and the Halacha is Lesla, that after three months, she does not continue getting supported by her husband's estate. Mishmaya Kansua. Clearly, this is some sort of Kanas, a penalty from Shemaim. Hashem clearly orchestrated events that her husband should pass away and that the only surviving Yavim is someone who's a Katan. And clearly, Hashem doesn't want her to get Parnasa from anyone's estate. And therefore, she does not get from her husband's estate and obviously not from the Yavim Katan. One of the brothers did Chalitza to the Yavama within three months. He shouldn't have, but he did it anyway. She still has to wait three months. But if they waited the three months and then they did Chalitza, she doesn't have to wait three months from Chalitza. And what do we see from here? This three months that she has to wait is calculated from when her husband dies and not from when she gets Chalitza. As the Gemara Mash, let me get, why is this any different than a get? The Rav Amar Rav says Mishas Nesina, she has to count the three months only after she receives the get. Ushmul Amar Shmuel says Mishas Ksiva, she counts three months from when the writing of the get happens. Now, why does Rav say that she has to count the three months from when she gets the get? Already from when the get is written, she's not allowed to be with her husband, or else the get would be puzzled. So, according to Rav, that says that she has to wait three months from when she receives the get, why is Chalitza more makel? Why by Chalitza do we say that she counts from whenever her husband passed away and not from when she got Chalitza? So, Amar Rav answered Kalvachimer, it's a Kalvachimer. Isar Karis Hitarta, Isar Lavla Kalshakain, you're permitting an Isar Karis three months after he passes away, for sure you should permit her Isar Lav. What that means is that the Yavam is allowed to marry the Yavama three months from the date of death, and that's dealing with an Isar Karis. That's the Isar of Eshes Ach. And nonetheless, we say three months after he passes away, he's allowed to do Yibam. So, for sure, when we're dealing with just a Lav of Yavama Lashok, allowing her to marry someone random, of course we're going to calculate three months from the date of death and not from Chalitza. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about this requirement to wait three months. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.